1: Good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. We're back in our studios after a wonderful Grog Ta- GrogCon 22, which was, you know, it was a challenge, let's just say that. It was not as easy as we were hoping, but it did work out, we got through it, so very satisfied to do that, so glad to be back. Where are we from today, Dan? We are from Kemper's Egg House in the, in the Wilderland. Okay. I'll tell you a little bit about this
0: five establishment. <laughs> I'll talk to them, yes. The proprietor is Kempertuck. Kemper talk. Kemper Kemper brewer. So Kemper's Kow. It goes by Kemper. Kempertalk. He is a zero level halfling halfling. And you know what's great about this place is it's gilded ale. Gilded ale. Wish I had some gilded ale. And it has a plethora of rumors. Ah. So <laughs> a this, cornucopia of rumors. This, you know, you should really run a place called like the rumor mill, because then all the adventurers Perfect. would come there,
1: wouldn't they? Right, the rumor mill.
0: Now, you've come here.
1: I'm gonna be there on next location. Go ahead. Oh, the rumor mill. Right.
0: I feel compelled to roll a rumor. Of course. You should roll a rumor. Roll a D eight, sir. Let's see what we find out about what's going on in the Wilderland.
1: Eight. Now I I You need... find no rumor. That's my guess is eight is no rumor.
0: <laughs> there is a rumor. Yeah. But I need to warn you, some of these rumors might not be true.
1: Excellent. I hope so. Okay.
0: Many centuries ago, uh-huh. parts of the wilderland north of the great river
2: were inhabited by humans that now are lost to time. Interesting. Well, is that it? I mean, you want to go? I we, what you're hoping for? Like, there's a large treasure? Yeah. In
0: this
1: cave? Right. Not, not <laughs> humans lost to time. Humans lost to time. Let's go. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I'm feeling that. I probably would ask for more rumors. I'd probably drink more. Can I have another another rumor? <laughs> if I drink another ale, can I get another rumor? I
0: don't like this rumor. Can I have another, please?
1: Okay. Right. Where does it come from, Dan? Where does what come from? The oh, ru- <laughs> I thought you meant the,
0: the rumor. I told you, <laughs> weren't you listening? We're at Kemper's Keg House <laughs> in the Wilderland.
1: Which is from on the Wilderland. On the edge of 19. Uh, on the edge of 19. No.
0: Isn't that Wood
1: Mac? I think so, yes. On the
0: edge of 17. 17. Uh, I try to make a legal. One
1: way, something girl. Just, make- like a, things, a song just like uh, a, sings a song like. Just right. like one-winged dove. One-winged dove. Sings a song
0: just like. Well, we should
1: be on that show where they people mangle the lyrics because we wouldn't. We don't really know the lyrics. Well, we do that with the rules of D- AD&D. So. Absolutely.
0: On the edge of Wilderland by Brian Larch.
1: That's right. Our golf clap for, our dear friend. This was his Kickstarter, and which of course we supported, and, and so we wanted to throw that out there.
0: And there it is. I will now return this to you.
1: Thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. Put it down here, so. And uh, I will ask one more favor, because I'm going to move over here. You notice the eternal flame is actually burning on the groggy. In it, Yes. And as long as it burns, we will continue to do grog, grog talk. <laughs> that once the eternal flame is out. That's it over. However, this is not a tea light. This is, I mean, its is a tea uh, candle. So we are concerned that the groggy may set ablaze. We're asking the people if you, I know it's a 10-second delay, but if you see the face start melting or whatever, please let us know. So we don't, uh, I think Vic would be a little upset.
0: If right, this- that he lost his groggy. Right. Not that the, the Grog Talk studio burned down, you know, well, fire.
1: I assume also the noxious, whatever the material he made it from is completely toxic. So I assume we would be dead before we even knew what happened. If you're hit by a fireball mm-hmm.
0: and you live, I mean, aren't you? Are you on fire?
1: You should. You could be. So should you be running? Like- right. You should be. I like. Yeah. You take thirty <laughs> points of damage. It's implied that um, you're just that, smoldering. That damage was smoldering. Yeah, like it was blast of flame. Your hairs singe. Right. Yeah. You look like uh, someone who just. Yeah, again, exploded in a bomb, like a bomb went off. So.
0: But, but you're not like the guy in Lord of the Rings. Who was it? The uh, steward? Right, who ran
1: out the of thing God. and jumped. Ah. Well, but <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you wanted to, you certainly, you know, if, if the party met, if the, I would, you know, particularly if you get that one person who's like, spends three hours prepping for the adventure, and gets 30 flasks of oil and five 10-foot poles. And we're like, you can't carry them. Oh, no, I have 1875 strength. So if they have 25 flasks of oil, then I... Oh, yeah, they would just explode. They would... <laughs> it's like a suicide vest. <laughs> it's just boom. Oh, party's gone. Right. So that's a payback for them, you know, if they've got tons of crap on them like that.
0: So if something like that happens, please let tonight, today, right. to
1: us. Yes. Let us know. Yeah. Or at least call the authorities. Call, let them know that we're the things on fire. Right.
0: At least save Jack, James's dog.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't care about anyone else. In there. So, with that said, Grog um, Talk Twenty Two had occurred, which we were super excited about. And um, glad that's over. You know, unfortunately, because of the hurricane and the air conditioning, you didn't even. Have, we got you a room. You didn't even get your room. It was terrible. So. It was. No. It was. It was a little. That was not as much fun as we were hoping for. But the, the tournament went well, as you can see, we've it's been signed by the participants. We we had a bunch of people go there, so it was a lot of a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> There's like eight signatures.
2: Uh, yes,
1: more than eight. I four know. eight, and yes, yeah, twelve or thirteen. And we appreciate yeah the people who signed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Making a set, make, you know, so if they fail their saving throw, then you have to make saving throws for all your items, which again could take the whole time.
0: That is a long time. I saw the angry mic. I was going to roll. Did you have a question about GrogCon 22, James?
1: Um, a yes or no question? Uh, sh- uh, did GrogCon 22 suck?
0: That was going to be my question. No. No, the an exclamation point. Right. Yes. Vindication, and, baby.
1: And I know why because we had someone drive through the hurricane. Are, who united last time, Sonny. That's right. He drove all the way from, new, you know, from the northern realms to come down here. He
0: did passing through many
1: territory, kingdoms of the That's Grog right. Empire, exactly. on the way. Exactly. My
0: understanding is people in the Grog Empire were out on the highway holding signs of encouragement. <laughs> go provide, <sun>.
1: Providing water.
0: <laughs> water. Go, Sunny, go. Go, Sun. Ride, ride Sunny, ride. Right.
1: Mm, in, your, in this Tesla. Zoom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flies in right. the air.
1: It would have been more dramatic if he walked there or something, if he took a, a riding horse. He should,
0: should do that next year. Next year. We Start should talk
1: now. We should talk to him.
0: He should ride a horse. He's he a
1: knight. He's Sir so Sunny. He's right, Sir Night of the Wind. Night of the Wind. He could do that, and uh, I think that would be wonderful for him.
0: So. Now, can we talk a little bit about the Tournament Adventure and about what was in the Tournament Adventure? Because you can't make this stuff up. So I, the Tournament Adventure, yes. you know...
1: Which well, sort of, I read the adventure a few hours before. You
0: skimmed it. You bet right. you did a very good job DMing it. Thank I, you. I watched it. And unlike Lou Pulsifers <laughs> watching me in and coming at me, I thought you were very old school and did a great job. Thank you. Uh, so,
1: And the I, reason I did well is because you play tested it for us. So I was very I was familiar with the milieu that you were trying to go with. Right.
0: And I had drafted it, uh, the original draft, and Rob Ritchie. I uh, did a lot of work on it. After that, a lot of great input. So, thank you to Rob Ritchie, the editor, of flipping and turning.
1: Tough clap for him. Yes. He,
0: made, he made it much better. He reined me in, which made James happy.
1: I was I was extremely happy. Right. I mean, it was twenty pages still, which I was unhappy about, but it was not ninety six pages, which it may have turned out to.
0: I just thought it was nice that some of the things you complained about, I could point to Rob, like yes. you said, you'd, character motivations. You'd think that was all me. <laughs> that was Rob.
1: So, so. Well, you do rub off on people after a while. So. <laughs> I did have an influence on them.
0: So I texted Rob at some point during their drafting of the adventure, and I said, hey, Rob, well, you know what? I got an awesome idea. Right. I just, because I was watching film noir movies, and who doesn't watch film noir movies and think I need to write a D&D adventure based on film noir?
1: Right, exactly.
0: I, I watched a, a movie called Key Largo, which had a hurricane hitting throughout the whole thing. The rising... Oh,
1: so that's where it came
0: from. ...tension, yes. So I said, hey, how about a hurricane is hitting throughout the adventure? And it gets worse and worse and worse, building a crescendo.
1: Right. Not thinking that, you know, we do live in Hurricane Alley, you know. Right. right? And that it would, we would possibly have to deal with this ourselves. I
0: was not thinking about that. And he said no. Simply no. <laughs> he used the text, No. And two minutes later, he said, wait, maybe. That might be cool. And so we ended up adding a hurricane hitting the PCs as they went through this, and of course, a hurricane came. So the point of all this right. is that I'm thinking of putting in a tornado, Right. of writing next year's adventure and putting
1: in a tornado. While a pandemic is hitting, yes. that would be great. Thank you. Maybe you could put all that together. Okay.
2: Well,
1: they have a spy's advice, but not sage's advice, so that. Dan didn't do his homework. No, no, it's okay. We're, we're randomly looking at I was at supposed this. to do Sage Advice, oh, and
0: well, I... Sage Advice got it, 58. We're done. Oh, good. Perfect. We're done. It'll be coming from 118.
1: I think that's just on the cusp. On the cusp of 17?
0: No. February. Uh, can, can you guess what year?
1: 86. 87. Ooh, that's really late. But it's still Ooh, first edition. Ooh,
0: yeah, that's true. All right. And, I'm
1: at, yeah. and you're asking me the questions, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. So you should be okay. So I, it, so it'll be a lot about you now. Oh, great movie, he said.
0: What's a great movie? Key Lark- What Key Lark? Oh, yeah, yes. Oh. Yeah,
1: see, we, we have... <laughs> what movie? <laughs> talk about it five minutes later. What movie?
0: Well, okay, yeah. I'm moving on. Well, I didn't get We're not doing stage advice now, now.
1: but you got it. So what? I'm going to read it. Okay, no. that's fine. Okay. So, uh, if you were not able to come to GrogCon, we're actually, I'm going to skip ahead, we will be at Tampa NerdCon November 11th through the 13th. We will be there on Saturday the 12th. We'll do our show live, and we're hoping to cajole, Vic is thinking about flying down here, so either we'll play in his game, if he's right. there, or we will host the game ourselves. Correct. Sure. And we were talking about doing the Beholder contract. by I-
0: Prior guest.
1: Prior guest. White, David, uh, David Whitehall or Whiteland? Or White, Whiteland, thank you. I'm oh, Whitehall. Because there's I think Whitehall's a famous British
0: mm-hmm. White Chapel?
1: White Chapel. I don't know. White Witch.
2: hmm
1: White, White wedding. White wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we can just keep going on this. Um, so uh, we're planning to do that. So that is uh, if you go to tampanerdcom.org, just type in Tampa NerdCon, it comes up. Um, we're going to be there. It's not our convention. It's not our convention.
0: We we're done. We're done. We did our part.
1: Right for another eleven months and two <laughs> weeks. We are we are we're done Just for Google now. the thing. Yeah. You'll find it. We'll put it. We'll put in the show link later. And of course, Dave Kahn is coming. Uh, we gave exclusive. Uh, Vic gave us an exclusive uh, discount for patro- patrons of ours. Feel free to go out there, and, and we're planning to be there in April or March, whenever that is. We got to. If it's next year. I don't worry about that it's too. Oh, good. He, uh, Kip is going there. Good, you're going. Uh-huh. There. So we'll see you there on Saturday. Absolutely, I may be there Sunday as well, but Saturday is when both Dan and I were going. Correct. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Um, why don't we do? Uh, why do do the best of 1982, and then we'll give out a title. Okay. Are you ready for the best of 1982?
0: I am. 40 years ago today.
1: Yes. James,
0: October 15th. 1982. You were planning on wearing what for Halloween? How old were you?
1: Uh, Twelve.
0: Were you, you were still dressing up, aren't you? are not you? were you like the jeans and?
1: No, not a mask. Were you, trick or, were you trick or treating? No, in New York, the tradition was up till about eight or nine. You did trick or treat. Then after that, you were. It was like the purge out there. People would just run around and assault people in they would just wear ski masks and, and assault other children and take their stuff from them wow yes. okay it was it was terrifying it was uh, you know if you were if you were by yourself if you were the last person to be dropped off like if a group of people you're the last one you would be assaulted by random gangs running around stealing candy and harassing people
0: were you ever a member of one of those yes. gangs
1: Yes, I was. I you were. Because you had to join either that or you, you were picked on. So. <laughs> that's
0: right.
1: Um, so I, I would typically, we did not buy costumes after a certain age, so typically I was a hobo.
0: Is James telling the
1: truth? No. No, I was not a hobo. <laughs> okay. I was actually a, a cross-dresser. That's why. What? Did I dress as a cross-dresser? Yes. Gosh. See? There you go. Wow. This is uncomfortable. I don't like these dice anymore. <laughs> well. You, the dice are like the Inquisitor. They wanted to tell the truth. So That's
0: true. yeah, that should be our charm. for
1: Halloween. I dressed as a pregnant waitress one time, and I lost the contest for that. It was great. Oh. It was a rave. Was All sad. right,
0: movie. Forty years ago, this was the Halloween. number one song.
1: Oh, song. I thought you said and, no,
0: you're wrong in the movie. We'll do movie. You're wrong. It was not Halloween. Uh, I hear it's back though. Jamie Lee Curtis is back.
1: Yes, cause... this they coming out. There's, mm-hmm. It's out already.
0: He hasn't killed her yet?
1: No, and she hasn't killed him That's yet. That's ridiculous. They are very, they're very bad killers. Okay. But um, this one says the end.
0: This movie, this movie mm-hmm. is number one. 40 in years ago. 40,
1: 1982.
0: Now, if I recall correctly, what was it, like two months ago? It was
1: E.T. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say E.T. It's E.T. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I think, I, now I knew I didn't see E.T. You know, I didn't see E.T. Probably I pissed off that everyone else was saying it. You know, I like to be a contrarian. And oh. I was probably like, no, I'm not seeing it. Okay. This song, this song, this little ditty, was the number one song 40 years ago today.
1: This little ditty? Is that a hint? A ditty?
0: I don't know. I'm just asking the questions.
1: No hints. No hints as no to whether
0: you've been giving hints.
1: Okay. Uh, little ditty. Um, that's, well, I want to say... It would be a John Cougar Mellencamp, Jack and Diane, but I don't think that came out in nineteen two. And you have early. to get
0: if you do it, you have to get his right name because I'm not sure if he had dropped the Mellencamp yet. Oh, okay. Right? Because if he, if you got to get it exactly right.
1: Okay. So well, if
0: he's John Cougar,
1: but I don't think that came out in eighty two. That's a little early. So um, I'm going to say Berlin Drive, whatever. Whatever they're saying. Ninety nine
0: lift balloons. No,
1: that's. Oh wait, no. that, oh, that was Nina. Nina.
0: They were from no, Germany, right? But Berlin, was, what, did, yeah,
1: what did Berlin, yeah. Metro, drive, metro, da, 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 something like that. Hmm. Man, which was it?
0: The Bailey? answer is uh, Jack and Diane.
1: It was? Oh my goodness, I had it and I, <sighs> I had the clue. Right there, you're fumbled. I, uh, yeah, it was right there, baby. I had it, I couldn't believe it was 1982, that's why I thought that came out in like 84, but apparently I was wrong. Unless,
0: unless I put in the wrong...
1: Year. Year. no no i think you're right i just you gave me the clue and i didn't go with
0: that, it. they played that forever on all the time and, oh my gosh all, all the
1: time all the time it was it was horrible it's okay. enough of that that
0: was 40 years ago
1: all right bring back memories uh yes because one of my friends thought uh he, he he made a rude gesture while singing that song
0: he saw John Cougar Mellencamp made a rude gesture. No,
1: he, w- w- he when he would sing it or when he would pantomime it because he thought the song was stupid. When uh, there's lyrics in there that he, he made a rude gesture. Very immature. Yes, we a twelve year old. Go figure. let go beat up some trick or treaters. Okay. Yes, that's right. Smaller trick or treaters, they don't have a parent with them. Yes.
0: Yeah, and then and then you, and then and then you get beat up on the way home by the larger trick or treaters It's just all the way down. That's yeah.
1: right. It's very um very humanoid, like you know the orcs abuse the kobolds and the goblins and the, the bugbears abuse the orcs and the gnolls you know that kind of thing
0: you should do an adventure with your <laughs> the, what is it, the rock and roll again yes rock and roll game. on halloween a halloween special i don't mean you do it this halloween i just mean you know
1: i'm just writing down all the things i have to do
0: oh can you pick up my dry cleaning
1: sure you have dry cleaning no i used to i can't yeah, afford it anymore yeah. it's very expensive it is expensive i, use, I iron i yeah, my wife does it. I can't. I'm uh, not ashamed. I, I, I mean, I have ironed. In fact, I'm ironing the green screen that I put up here, and I'll, I'll do it, but she right. feels compelled to do it for me, some kind of. Which is, again, I can't complain. That's I just like I feel I have to pay the, pay the mortgage. I
0: understand.
1: Gotcha. All right, so we're giving out a title today. So that's very exciting. Uh, also, well, before we do it, let's talk about the swag we got from the thing. Uh, thanks to the Queller of Tampa Bay, he gave me something more to paint. He's like, "Dan, gifts that make work for me, but I appreciate it." This is Veggie Pygmies. Yeah. Cuz of course, we've been talking about Veggie Pygmies. We have we have igwald the half Veggie Pygmy. I
0: think and, and I think his well, I think the quote was this is a quote spitting image of James.
1: Yeah, well. He didn't say
0: that to you? He said the problem
1: with it and you can't see it on the screen, but it's I can't uh, I can't. You can't see it because it's showing the back side. You only see the rear. Oh, the back side. You're seeing the rear of the veggie rear, Only the yeah, the the, the business end that, of the veggie piggy. That
0: that's the bar. The veggie pygmy's rear.
1: <laughs> so I, I have <laughs> I have to now paint, exactly. <laughs> I now have to paint that, which I'm super excited oh, you about. You want to go to the veggie piggy's rear today? <laughs> that's right. Oh, the veggie piggy's rear. That's right. Rumor mill of Pippi's rear. I don't
0: like this part of town, James. This is very drama. Like, I think your gang is. You're a trick or treating gang.
1: Oh, that's right. Warriors come out and play the Warriors. Nice. Um, we, this is our tournament module, which we're going to make available to patrons, by the way. Correct. Uh, so this was by Nut Brown Yellow Cap et al. What does et al mean?
0: Oh, and others. So there were others who got involved with this? Yes, in addition to...
1: Okay, nut brown and yellow cap.
0: Correct. I gotcha. Random
1: nose. All right, so this was the tournament module. It was successful. It was very good. Um, Unfortunately, Carlos Lyson couldn't make it, but he did develop Myths, Gnashing, and Grinding, which is about goats and druids, which was the theme of GrogCon 22. So I think that's available now on castleentertainment.com. So... Uh, Go check it out. Hopefully, you know we probably need to get see if he'll be willing to run this as a virtual one for our patrons. That'd be a great idea. So we're going to talk to him about that, and then of course we presented people were able to buy for the first time the almanac, Mm -hmm. which was um, I know Jason uh, Nerd's RPG commented that he was very pleased with the quality of it. It was something like it was better than he thought. It was kind of a comment.
0: Right. I thought this was going to be a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we should
2: have testimonials like that in right. the back.
1: Yes, uh, of everything we do, shows and everything else.
2: Uh,
1: yes, the veg people didn't like the Veggie Pygmies back in, in S3. I, yeah, I, uh, they weren't as big a deal for, to me there. I thought the Space Lasers made it for me for S3, Barry Peaks. Did you play Barry Peaks? I went through You ran it. Oh, I ran it. That's yes. right. That's right. I remember back for we, Halloween, for Gary a, Gaius Day or something.
0: It took us about an hour just to get in.
1: Right. Right.
0: I mean, you know, that was not your
1: fault. That's no. our fault. Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, the GrogCon 22 official uh, flipping and turning came out at this time as well. So a lot of cool stuff that you can get on smolderingdung.com or if you're a patron, you have links to that. Mm-hmm. So now we're ready to give a title. And, the, and all these
0: things make great Christmas
1: gifts. Right. Christmas is coming. Uh, and Christmas is coming. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the cover was amazing on, on S3. That was, uh, again, Earl oh. Otis is probably our favorite.
0: Oh, when he said, I, I couldn't stop staring at the cover, I
1: thought he was talking about flipping and turning. Right. <laughs> well, you know. We are rock stars. Uh, you know, that's whatever floats you boat there. So, um, so, we are ready to give a title out. I love this part. So, this
0: is the part of the show where. The Empire Grows. The Empire Grows, where we get a new patron. It's like hearing, like, you know, with the wings, and angel get the way we hear a little bell. Right, a bell goes off. Bell goes off, and we know that we have a new patron. And we then roll up a title for them from the Best of Dragon magazine using the article by Brian Bloom, What Do You Call a 25th Level Wizard? And this will forever be their title, unless... They have to drive from New Jersey to Orlando in a hurricane. Or some other
1: deed that pleases us where we can add to their title.
0: But this is basically the standard now. Right. People need to know that. Correct. Right? I mean, you've got to reach basically that level. Right,
1: level of heroic de- deeds.
0: Could he be in charge of like our cavalry or something, do you think?
1: I think so. Some, maybe um, the emperor's guard. I think so. Okay. The centurions, right? Were they, weren't they the emperor's guards? I don't know Roman history.
0: So, uh, who is doing the rolling here, James? Shall you roll, or I shall, think I think I'll roll since you Okay. Doing so, number, please roll. It looks like it would be a uh, d fifteen. Well,
1: first, this is for Doug. This is Doug is claiming the the metropolis known as Troutdale. I believe is in Oregon.
0: So, it's a, so he could have scooped up. Do we have anyone in Oregon?
1: No. We 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 specifically said you could only take the town.
0: Oh, uh, you you're clamping down.
1: Right. Because people get crazy. Well, also, if Oregon is available, but that would require a high-level commitment to the empire. That's true. I see what you're saying. makes sense to me. Thank All you. All right,
0: so he, is, so he is just what he is. Ah, Pretorians, thank you, sir. He is a block. Did you say he's a block in Troutdale? He's what, 34th uh, Street? He's got
1: right. he's got the house that he lives in and, and the two adjacent. And the so. Wendy's across his street. And the Wendy's across no. the crystals. He may claim I don't know how large the the, the, the city of Troutdale is. <laughs> the, Troutdale. <laughs> the Troutdale. That's a great name though,
0: but that's very grog empire, don't right. you think? Right, Troutdale.
1: Troutdale. But, hello, we are from Troutdale. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's kind of a trout crown, right? On his shield.
1: I well that clearly that's what I'm gonna put on. In a dale. In a Dale. What is a Dale?
0: A is a valley, right? Oh, it
1: is. A Trout in the Valley.
0: Trout in the Valley. It's a Valley of Trouts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Excellent. I like this. Oh, this is going to be good. All right, so we're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Roll a D,
2: 15, please. Uh, n-
1: eight and a half,
2: nine. Captain. Of course. The Captain. That makes sense. Captain of Troutdale. All right. Arr, welcome to
0: Troutdale. I'll take you out and get some trout. <laughs> It's not a... You make it sound
1: like a fish and chips. <laughs> fish. Come come to Troutdale's. Get your fish and chips here. The best, the finest uh, that Oregon
0: has to share. Troutdale. That's terrible. Welcome to the empire. <laughs> That's
1: right. <Mark. laughs>
0: this is quite an honor. Okay, so here's. Do we do the... Uh, yeah, okay. So yeah. All right, so we'll figure out number two based upon the other ones. Okay. So All right, so give me a D30, sir.
1: Seventeen.
2: Okay. Excellent. so so the captain is most excellent.
0: Wow. Right now he could be the same as you know it's like when you're typing in something it's gonna autofill because something you done previously. Right. He could be somebody else at this point because we probably have a.
1: I believe so. All right. It sounds extremely familiar. Okay. All right. D. Thirty place. Seventeen. <laughs> Can't roll anything else. Splendor. Splendor. I like that. His most excellent splendor. The excellent splendor. I like that. I feel like the city that he's reigning is not living up to his title so far.
2: What you
0: mean his title isn't as good as the city, or no, the, the, the city is better than the title?
1: I feel like the captain, his most excellent splendor of Troutdale, maybe feels like it kind of false. I off.
2: am the king
1: <laughs> of Troutdale. Troutdale.
0: Of all of.
1: Trouttail. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay,
0: now it's a Monty Python. Skip. All right. It's going to get better. Hold on. I hope so. It's going to get better.
2: Uh, D15, please. Oh, two.
1: King! King! Uh, splen- He's the king of Trouttail. Splendor King. He's the splendor king of Trouttail. Wow, they, we see you. You thought it and it happened. I love it. D60, sir. All right. So carry the one.
0: 44. Whoa, all right, hold on a second here. Oh, so 44, that would be 45 through 60. Yes. Right? Well, oh, that would be 45 right there. Yeah, 44. Bloodletter. Bloodletter. This is awesome. King blood.
1: <laughs> oh, Gotten dark. Bloodletter. Man,
0: what's going on in Troutdale? It it's, like
1: like such... it's like Dexter. It's like Dexter, the thing.
0: It just seems like such a nice, you think, like, yeah, on another episode of Troutdale. <laughs>
1: another episode of Trot <laughs> Watch <laughs> King <laughs> Doug slay wow. those around him. Yeah, Bloodletter.
0: Okay. Yeah, and now on to D30, please. D30. 24. 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. You said 24?
1: Yes. Scourge. Of course.
0: Yeah, but he's got other stuff. He doesn't need the Scourge. There shall be only one Scourge. He's, he's King Bloodletter.
1: Right. King Bloodletter. Of That's Troutdale. Of awesome.
0: King Bloodletter. Now,
1: he did mention that his, his brother Charlie will be on his reign as well, but we're giving him the title, but Charlie will be his regent.
0: So he's like the right-hand man, the blood ladder. Right. I work for, he's the enforcer. He's
1: the scourge, I assume. Yeah. And then the king is the actual is the, actual, uh, is the actual blood letter, which is super cool. All right, so with that said, we are now ready to proclaim his title. So, by the power of us vested through us, to us, to you there, Doug, you now shall be forever known with the following title. Doug, you shall be forever known in the Grog Empire as the Captain, His Most Excellent Splendor. King Bloodletter, Scourge of Troutdale. Congratulations. Well, may, long may you reign the,
0: the dale full of trout.
1: So now that he's, it's
0: beneficial... Can the bloodletting commence?
1: Absolutely. Go forth, sir. Go forth and let the blood flow right into the dale.
0: Because we expect you to act according to your title.
1: Right. When, as soon as you hear about this, you should retrieve some kind of knife and start poking at people and watching their blood leave them. Split some guts.
0: <laughs> Split some Like a g- trout.
1: <laughs> <So> that's right. <laughs> gut, Gut your... It's like what? when you go to prison, you're supposed to fight the biggest guy. If you find the biggest trout there. You should, yeah. you should just totally gut it. I'm Show like, the other trout what's going on. I'm going to gut you like you're a trout. Is that perfect? There you go.
0: Okay.
1: And there was, of course, there was much rejoicing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have given out the title. Well done. Uh, we have talked about the best of 1982. So again, Flipping and Turning 9 is out. Now we're working on, well, we. When, I, when we say we, we mean Rob is working on Flipping and Turning 10. Uh, you can go out to Smoldering Dung Games. You can get, if you have anything about the great outdoors, which is the theme of ep- issue 10, mm-hmm. go out. To, you can either send it to Rob at editor at grogcon.com or games at gmail.com. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com/grogtalk. We are doing
0: uh, Have You Ever. Have You Ever is the segment of the show where you get to play a character going through a mini adventure, making choices to see how you do and to see how well you play a particular character class. In this edition, you are a one-eyed, half-orc cleric assassin in a captured city. You are named Half-Assin. Half-Assin. And as you may recall, you are trying to rescue Queen Mabel. Yes. And you may say, why would you be trying to rescue Queen Mabel if you are a one-eyed, half-orc cleric assassin well, because you basically are a turncoat, right? And yes, and you want money. And you want money. So you are, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, you, and you are in the palace where she is. So this is based upon the Have You Ever adventure series in First Encounter magazine from yep. a friend of the show, Kelly Villamere. Delph
1: approved. So,
0: yes, yeah, Delph approved. So, uh, nod to him. And as you may recall, you are in the palace. Yes. You just fought a gelatinous cube. Are you ready to go?
1: Yes. Uh, well, we're dead, so it doesn't matter. So our, our things. And this is from which issue of Flipping and Turning? Number seven. Number seven. Okay. So get out your issue number seven. And we are on K. You quickly find
0: yourself in an area of the dungeon where prisoners are taken to be tortured. The area is lit with smoking torches Ground thrust. Talk.
1: Huh? They're 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 listening to grog talk. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're being tortured.
0: The area is lit with smoking torches thrust into wall sconces. There is a heavy animal smell,
2: mm.
0: and you can hear the sound of growling and snuffling in the room at the end of the corridor. You peek inside and see a pack of fierce-looking canines guarding the door to the next room. You decide to what? But pay attention. Listeners, you will have to select one of these ten choices. Number one, move silently and backstab a dog, then attack with sword. Okay. Two, read your speak with animal scroll and order the dogs to leave the room. Okay. Three, drink the invisibility potion and go through the door.
2: Four. Cast Silence, 15-foot radius, then attack with sword. Five, apply poison to your blade, then attack with sword. Six,
0: cast Sanctuary and go through the door. Seven, throw Dagger, then attack with sword. Eight, attack with sword. Nine, I know this will be your favorite, James, throw Molotov Cocktail. Oh, yeah. And display badge and go through the door. Because as you may recall,
1: I believe you have a guard's badge. Right. You, uh, you could have got it if you acquired it. <coughs> Some people may have not acquired it, but yes. Generally, they had it. It so would give people a few moments to make their choices. Right.
2: So I've wrote them out in the chat so you can figure out which one you would like to do. Don't be, <coughs> don't be afraid. Nothing like coughing for a podcast.
1: Yes, that's always good. Always super exciting when you do. All right, do we have any choices here? Anyone? Anyone got a choice? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller. We got three cast sanctuary six. I don't know. Chat, chat's free.
2: Why do I bother? One was backstab, two, speak with animals, three, invisibility, four, silence,
0: five, poison, six, sanctuary, seven,
2: dagger attack with sword, eight, sword, nine, Molotov cocktail, and display badge. R. I think
1: we're ready. Oh, just got here, Stan. Well, picking one through 10.
2: Just pick a number, Uh, you'll be fine,
1: you'll live. Which one are you picking, Dan? Oh well, I'm I'm doing
2: sanctuary. Sanctuary seems to make the most sense to me.
1: Uh, I'm going to use the I'm going to use the badge since I feel like that's what you should do in this case. Okay. So we've got a couple of sixes. We've got a couple of we got a three, which is drink viso. We got ten, which is use the badge as well. So uh, why don't we go through them? Okay. What was number one, James? Number one was Move Silent and Backstab. And did anyone pick that? I don't see anyone picking it. Good.
0: This does not work. The dogs attack you as a pack, doing 20 points of damage in the resulting melee. Holy crap. So it sounds like you might end up being eaten.
1: What was number two? Number two was Reed's Speak with Animals. Anyone pick two that you saw? No.
0: That? Oh, hey, this works. The dogs don't bother you. Well, that's very nice of them.
1: Right. Hmm? I guess you made a good reaction roll. Oh, yeah.
2: Let's see what our charisma is. I'm
1: sure it's good, right? It's probably like a
2: five. What do you think our charisma is? Uh,
1: if it's less than five, you have to be an assassin. Well, then I can't be a cleric. Can you not be, half- be multi classed? I don't know. I don't know how that works.
0: Oh, well, you can't, well, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, can you be
1: multi-class? I know I have to be a, only be an assassin. I, I assume his charisma is six. It is six. So we don't have to have the answer. But it's an interesting but, question. Okay, three. Is interesting. You have, you, I, what I would say is you have to meet the minimum criteria of any class. So you, would, you, you couldn't have a five and be multi-class. Uh, Wait, but I don't need a high charisma to be a cleric. I know, but it says anything less than five, you must be... Here
0: or lower, the character can only... Yeah, I think...
1: Only is the word. Yeah, it's only. Yeah, that's a bummer. Just like you couldn't be a fighter thief if your intelligence was four. Be a fighter, but you can't be an...
2: Yeah, okay. I
1: agree. That's, That's mine.
2: Number three. Number three was...
1: Invisibility. I'm sorry, yes. Drink Invisibility. Anyone do that? Yes, we had we had Jason. Jason, congratulations. Well, partial congratulations.
0: This partially works. The dogs smell you. It was that dung. You take ten points of damage in the remaining melee. Okay, not too bad.
1: No, not bad at all.
0: Four was silence. Anyone do four? Four silence. I don't see a silence. It was the same as three. Partially works. They smelled you. You took ten points of damage. Four was, uh, oh, that's the three was invisibility, so four was silence. Three was invisibility. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was four. Five is applied poison. Anyone do five? No, I don't see five. This partially works. Take five points of damage. Six, sanctuary. We had a lot of sixes, right? Yes,
1: six was popular.
0: Same as K2. It worked. Hooray. Yeah,
1: multiple saves were made. That's good.
0: If I wasn't dead, I'd be alive. Oh, yeah, and the cast Sanctuary. You do have to roll for spell failure. We know that. Now, yeah, it's, spell failure. No, that's right. Game. Did we do that? No, one. no, we did not do that. One. You made it. Is that what it is? Like, I, I don't have up. to look at he, he gives a rule on, due to low wisdom score, half-assed has a chance of spell failure when attempting to cast spells, so this does not include the reading of scrolls. So was this a scroll, animate, continue like death. Dis- no, that was a scroll. Okay. Then. So he didn't need
1: to do that. Excellent.
0: That's good, and we've had that discussion before, haven't
1: we? Yes. We don't need to rehash it. That's right. Scrolls is that's what's great about scrolls. There's no spell failure. Assuming you're, you're the level high enough to cast the spell, right? So you're right, right? So you say
2: no wisdom, correct? Penalty.
1: Right, because all that's or? been done for the thing. But you have, to, if you're not high enough level to cast it, then there's a chance of spell failure. Okay. I was figured it's like you not mean, spell failure. The, the scroll blowing up, it could be reversed or or fail, fizzle.
0: So the theory is that if it's in my head, I'm, like, not very wise, and I fumble
2: it. But if it's on, I'm just reading it, I right. can do it. Okay. apparently. All right. Uh, number, what number are we on? We did, that was seven. Throw a dagger.
0: Throw a dagger. Same as K5. Partially works, take five hit points of damage.
1: Eight. Attack with sword.
0: Same as K3. Partially works, ten points of damage. Nine.
1: Is throw Molotov cocktail. Did anyone do that? Yes.
0: Awesome. This works. You kill the dogs without taking any damage. Ah,
1: it's good. I did the badge. Okay. This is you. Yes.
0: Same as K2. This works. How do they reckon? They're dogs.
1: They see the power of the, the whatever.
0: They're dogs.
1: That's good. So overall, it did pretty well. There really wasn't a dead one. I was surprised that, you know, now that we're... And James, next week, we will... Conclude. That was the penultimate?
0: That was the penultimate. That was, right. that was the penultimate.
1: Excellent. All right, so we are on the final thing for today. Um, we are going to talk about our experience. So Dan re- wrestled me, suckered me into... Um,
0: into running a Holmes Basic game, our, Dwar- our annual Dwarven Forge game, which we run at GrogCon. And let's do a shout-out, as we must, Yes, Tulane Featheringill.
1: That's right. The master
2: for forger. That's right. right. Who
1: who who made this happen? If you haven't seen the pictures on the Discord, pretty pretty amazing stuff. Where we 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 uh, leveraged his his generosity in coming to help us and spend hours planning and then setting it up for folks. And I, I know the people who played all ten of them were very appreciative. It is
0: always. It seems to be. It's always the premier event.
1: Uh, I Even though the tournament is supposed to be the premier event, it is the premier event.
0: It, because it's just such a great site, and Lane does such a good job with putting it all together. He has a wealth of Dwarven Forge material, and I think players just like seeing these awesome dungeons. So we run a Dwarven Forge game each year, and we expanded it, because it was so popular last time. I ran, the. I was looking for dungeons that are kind of easy. You know, not too complicated, not multiple levels. Yep. So we ran I ran last time the Tower of Xenopis, the home sample dungeon.
1: Which is very good. It's really good. One of the top something uh, adventures, I think. I think starting adventures, definitely. I think
0: it's great. And it's an easy layout, so it came to mind. And but I wanted of course run it in its original
1: language. So I in ran English? It,
0: oh. In English. In English. Yeah. Common tongue. So I used a home's
1: basic rules. And so, so what's the background of Holmes Basic? Because I did, was not aware of Holmes Basic growing up. I only knew of Basic, meaning Moldvay, which I still have my original one. Right. I, I didn't know it was Moldvay, it was the purple box. And then Advanced d and D. I I really didn't know it. I mean, I heard, it's like these things you read, they, they mention these ancient texts like OD&D and this. I didn't really know what any of that was.
0: Yeah, and I just remember it as, seeing it in the long in the, of the bookstore you know, well in books and, and I, we didn't play it because it was basic. Right? We knew it was basic so we didn't want to
1: play but it. But the only bo- the only one I saw was the Moldvay one. I never saw that in the books, whether it was the bookstore or whatever. For me, this was basic. This was the basic I knew.
0: And I was tempted for, that was basic for us too, and I was very tempted to get that only because I was so enthralled with Errol Otis's artwork.
1: Right, exactly. It
0: was so amazing. It made me want to play the game but I resisted because I didn't want to play the game. I really just wanted to be in Errol Otis's artwork.
1: Right. Who would want to play? Well, this said basic rules. If this would have just done this, Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. I would have been more excited about it. But it said basic. I'm like, I don't want to play basic. Well, I think it's possible. I want to play advanced.
0: I think it's possible. You know, memory is a tricky thing. Yes. False memories. I think it's possible the first time I ever played, I played Holmes basic. I just had this image of going over to my friend Nat Ackerman's house. Mm-hmm. And he played this game. He taught us the end, Dungeons and Dragons. And I remember, I have this image of the red dragon. Because, you know, it's red on the box. It's yeah. the blue box, but it's a red dragon. And it's right. blue here, it's a red dragon on the box. Of that red uh, that box sitting, I guess still will see it in my mind's eye, which is probably a total false memory. But I just see it there. So we, we decided to keep Holmes basic as the rule set for our Dwarven Forge
1: game. Correct. So James got roped into... Writing the... It went from, right. hey... Um- I'm going to do this Dwarven Forge thing again. Do you want to help me? Sure. Then it was, hey, we were splitting up the work for right. He Dan created the tournament adventure, and he said, well, can you write the other one? I said, sure, because I was too... But we'll do it together. Yes, that's right. fine. To, basically, I ran the whole thing.
0: But here's the thing, is that you are better at running the Dwarven Forge game because it is, let's face it, it's heavy combat. It should be. It should be. I mean, that's what the miniatures are for. And I don't like combat. I'm not good at combat. Um, okay, but so we did Dwarven. So, so this was your first experience. You, you I, never had, played? I
1: had never played Holmes. I'd never read the Holmes thing. I tried a f- couple of years ago when we started doing the show and looking at it. I'm like, this is... Insane based on just like when I looked at Greyhawk, uh, you know, and some of the supplement you know, the old the d three bot, you know, three books, and some of the supplements. I said, This is insane. I mean, I've played for 30 years and I couldn't decrypt it. So, but I also have that experience with third edition when I try to figure out third edition. It's just so foreign to me. It's probably makes sense to anyone who's been through it, but it didn't make any sense to me.
0: So, you're saying you're an old
1: dog? I am an old dog. Very so true. So but then what, I had to really read it because we were doing this adventure. Right.
0: So Holmes Basic. I'll tell what I know of Holmes Basic. Now there are people that worship Holmes Basic. Correct. Like Arch Zanapis, his yes. website, which is amazing. It is. And so he's the person to talk to. If you right. want to know about Holmes Basic, go to his site. Right. Don't listen to us. Exactly. We're wannabe people. Just have dabbled in it. But so my understanding is that Dr. John Eric Holmes, who was a professor at, I think it was USC uh, was a D and D player, right? And he thought that OD and D was a man of a mess and could use some organization. It'd be clearer. Writes to Gary Gygax, offers volunteers. I think not for pay, but again, they don't. This is not. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe just volunteers to write a basic an intro. I should rephrase that an introductory version to get people into D and D. In a way that was a little bit easier than the OD&D books, and we're very close, seventy-seven. So the Monster Manual I comes don't know out the same year, yeah. It's it's yeah. shortly thereafter. So it's right around the same time. And my understanding is that there was that it's a bit schizophrenic in the sense that it is has some OD. It was designed for people to move from OD&D to AD&D in an easy way, but also introduce players to the game. So it's got like half od one foot in OD and D and one foot in AD and D because I I assume, and I'm I'm George I'm sure we know this. I believe maybe that Eric Holmes had access to some of the AD and D stuff, and what I believe
1: you're you're hundred percent correct in that.
0: So, so that's what it is. My my sense is is that people who love Holmes Basic, it's probably the nostalgia. Now, people may and hate mail about that. Yeah. I think that's arguably true. Look, I think nostalgia is a good word. That's why I love 1E. Right. I, we complain a lot about 1E. But,
1: but this, that's what we know.
0: And right. And so I, I have a soft spot for it. I see that's true for people. They probably got this for, a lot of people probably got this for Christmas. At one time, right? And so this is their first experience. Exactly. So I, I get that. If yeah. that had been me, I would have tell you, told tell you, Jay Lewis, you need to do a podcast on Holes basic. Exactly.
1: Right? And I would have told you to get with the Tower of Xenopus. And he would have been like, no. No, and I'm going to do that- on my own. Get off my lawn. Correct. So that's what it is. So, whole, so we played the whole. The good news about
0: the whole basic rules is that they're pretty darn short. They're short. I don't think, okay, I don't think that more hate emails coming in, but they come to you. Gotta check that email.
1: Yeah. You shield me from that because I'm sensitive.
0: Oh, I think.
1: So put them in the comments and then he'll see them. And then you can, then, then, you, you can, then you'll pass. tell me how terrible it is.
0: Well, you've read them. I don't think he did them to me. He's a professor. He wrote a textbook. I think he could have done a better job with explaining the rules
1: and organizing them. Well, compared to OD and D, it's a much better job explaining. And maybe that's the point. Everything is a comparative analysis. So, all right. So, what are your? But th- it's, it's definitely there is even though there was. I think the comp, the complaint about earlier editions of D and D is is that none of them are books to tell you how to play. They they are owners' manuals. They don't tell you how to drive.
0: That's right. It, that's right. It was for people who knew what this was. That's right. And so this, you're right. And that is fair. This does do a good job of at least, it comparatively.
1: Yeah. Because the could, first one, there is nothing about it. At least here he does have a section on DMing, you know, how to DM and this and that. There's a little bit, but it's more of an owner's manual still, not a how to drive.
0: Yeah. If you got, if you got for Christmas, you got the, uh, the old boat that, you know, the brown box set or whatever, or the white boat, whatever you may never play because you're like, I have no idea what's going
1: on. Yeah. And unless you saw, and, and, you know, that's why I think D D is very popular now is because there's so many videos that people can see D and D. Whereas in the past, if you didn't learn from someone who was playing through word of mouth, you never really understood the game. And, and of course those early styles of play influenced how we played. And then only later when you went to a convention or somebody said, wait a minute, that's how we play. You know, that's the power of a convention. And you and you do absolutely
0: right. And you, that's the best way to learn D&D is have somebody else teach you. You play
1: yeah, exactly, and
0: then you are like, "Oh, okay, I get it totally." Because yeah. it could take like it could take forever to figure out how you are supposed to do this. Whereas if you just sit down and play for ten minutes, you are like, "Okay, I, I get it." Right. And there is a description of play, which is nice, and there is also a sample dungeon which we've mentioned. So there is an example of play on page thirty. That's
1: minutes. definitely the strength: the, the sample and some of the advice that you know, based on the years of experience that he had at the time, is, is good.
0: The Sample Dungeon is fantastic. I absolutely love it. You know how I feel about it. It's one of my top five. And it's, uh, you wish I would write adventures like this.
1: Right. Simple. Simple. Straightforward. Enter room. Right. I mean, the whole
0: adventure, and you know, this adventure will take you like four hours. Yes. This whole adventure, four hours, and the Sample Dungeon is...
1: Four pages? Five pages? It ain't
0: many, yeah. So it's like, okay, really, so it's, it's 40. What? Yeah, four, hang on. It starts on, this is the background. It starts on, it's like half a page, one and a half, two and a half, three and a half, three and a half pages.
1: Right. And
0: it's a, and, Which is why I adventure. keep
1: telling you that's how much I need to run the Tournament Adventure. Three and, and a half pages. There's a mystery to this, James. Where's the mystery?
0: It's not based on film noir. Okay. <laughs> Do you, uh, shall we talk about some of the different rules? I've highlighted things. So my takeaway, you <laughs> can start with the takeaway, is I would only use, actually come back and use this if you're doing it for nostalgia. I wouldn't actually pick up a copy of Homeless Basic and be like, yeah, we're going to run a homeless Basic. And- well,
1: compared to Moldvay version of it, which, again, is a refinement of that, Moldvay is, is superior. I, I don't doubt it for a second. And, and, and if I were to run, if I were, the next time we do it, I'll be running Moldvay Basic. Only because... The next time you run it. That's right. Next time we run it. Run it. That's, we, we run it. We, we run the next adventure. Because well, mine will be three and a half pages. You could read that easily. So, what's the differences?
0: Okay. So, uh, well, I, so a lot of these things to be things I don't like. I've, I've underlined things, Okay. Well first thing is it's uh and this is a nod to O D and D, attributes are three D six.
1: Yes. Straight three
0: D six. I don't have a problem with that. And instead of doing like method one, which most people use right and, and pick which one it goes into, you we roll it straight down, but then what you can do is you can subtract three from
1: like you one ability three, three and get three for one trade if it's not a... You know, there's certain criteria for that.
0: And at first I was like, well, that makes me angry. I'm like, well, wait, I'm a, I'm a method one guy where you can pick strength as the highest. So I yeah. don't know why I'm complaining about that. So I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that?
1: Yes, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. And I like I'm like this- i fine with it because you don't have, it, it then forces more, not these super duper characters. Because again, if you're truly rowing 3d6, most of your rolls are going to be 10.
0: Correct. That's right. Your, your scores will definitely be lower. I don't like this. Um, clerics get no first level spells. That is, well, that's the same thing in Moldvay. I don't like that at all. Zero. I mean, that, you know, okay. But, I, I mean, I don't want more there is to say about that other than I don't like that.
1: Yeah. So. Well, there's, it, so, yeah, that, that's, that's how it was in basic, which, again, is kind of a screw job. It's like, why don't they get a spell? Well, guess what? You're, you're, you have to wait.
0: Yeah, because, you know, so if you're going to run the sample bench, it's the first game ever, and you're a cleric.
1: Do I get a spell? No. You get to fight.
0: Is like a kid who doesn't, like, everyone gets, like, the, I don't get a
1: cookie? Nope. No. No cookie for you. No cookie for you, and <laughs> more, more importantly, um, yeah, you have to wait a while, and you, you fight kind of. I mean, the only good news is you fight the same level as the as a fighter. Of course, pretty much everyone fights the same level.
0: And I get any armor I want. Part yes, right. of the no edge weapons is there too. Right. That's an old one, right? I'm assuming that's OD and date. What? Right? No edge weapons.
1: Uh, yes, I believe so. So the, and there's, and back to differences, there is no, uh, there is no strength bonus in Holmes basic, which is definitely unique.
0: So this is the, this is the other big thing is that you, you don't cry about your low attributes because who cares? Uh, the, there, there's a con bonus for hit points. Like there is in AD and D. Dexterity, you get missile adjustments. That's fine. But they're very broad. Like right. 13 or more is plus one. It's not a lot of gradations. And the only other thing, so there's no strength, no wisdom. I mean, intelligence is like, what, extra langu- yeah, some language? You do get experience, extra experience to your prime requisite. But you really better be doing a lot of attribute checks. Because if you're not, it's like, who cares about your stats?
1: Right. They don't do a whole lot for they you. They
0: don't do. So... I don't like so. The halflings.
1: Oh, get, the flames went out. Time. I can know, smell it. To, it was burning. We got to, we gotta he, got head out soon.
0: Okay, well I'll hurry. I in. was just kidding.
1: No, no, I like that idea.
0: Halflings are extremely accurate missiles. They get plus one. Now this is interesting. A missile weapons, Halflings do. This question has come up sometimes. You know, in the monster manual, the halflings I think get adjustment to missile weapons. Mm-hmm. And then players want to know, well, do I? Right. And I think this may have been a sage advice.
1: I have said, no. No, you're not okay. a monster.
0: Correct. Um, fight, hit points are low. Yes. Fighters one to eight clerics, one to six magic user thieves one to four and elves since they are, and this is the deal, this is very OD and D you are a, a, you're, you're, if you're a human, you can be a fighter, a thief, right. Or a magic user right. or cleric, anything. Right. But if you're an elf, you're just an elf.
1: Right. An racist are, class, which I do like.
0: And they're a hybrid between magic users, they're fighter magic, users. and fighter magic, and right, and dwarves
1: are sort of fighters. fighters,
0: right? They can become thieves later, and halflings are fighters
1: with a little thief.
0: Little, thief. I think later. Yeah, that's my. It's kind of vague, but it suggests that. But
1: they're yeah, they're basically in the home's basic. I believe they're just fighters with some additional perks like improvision and this and that.
0: Yeah, because it says there are special rules for halflings, dwarves, and elves who wish to be thieves. These are an ADND. Yeah. So it sounds like he's telling you, if you're playing this, you're not a thing. They're
1: just just fighters with cooler stuff.
0: Right. Okay. And I love how he says things like, at seventh level, a cleric can raise dead if you can find one. Yeah, because this is only for levels one through three. So this is designed for you to go one to three, and then when you get fourth level, you're now ready to move on to AD&D. I believe, however, so this is like, what is this like? uh, This is like a gateway drug. Yeah. I believe that this was a huge seller. Oh. My understanding is this was like selling like hotcakes. Oh, really? Okay. In the late 70s. Yeah, I believe Holmes Basically did
1: really well. But well, you can understand why. The parents are buying it for the kids. Right. A box that makes perfect sense. Here's everything you need.
0: Everything. It's like basically this is like an introduction. Yep. Right? They're not buying all this stuff. They're like, wait, I can get this or that.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: the the I, I like this. A the A D and D character classes. What's things that didn't happen? Did you see here there's a reference to witches? We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So there apparently was a witch's magic or subclass, which was in the works but for the, AD it didn't what? happen. And monks were identified in AD as a subclass the of clerics.
1: clerics. Which makes sort of sense, yeah.
0: Right. And we know Not, there there's that confusion about saving throws and, right, and and hit table, which one? Okay, this is my favorite one. I'm ready for this, James. This is the best paragraph of the whole thing. An expedition might include, so I'll start at the beginning. At the DM's discretion, a character can be anything his or her player wants him to be. Characters may always, must always start out inexperienced and relatively weak and build on their experience. Thus, an expedition might include, in addition to the four basic classes and races, a centaur, right. a lawful werebear, mm-hmm. and a Japanese samurai fighting man.
1: There you go. Welcome to the 70s gonzo thing. Exactly. I love that.
0: Uh, alignment was five. It was just chaotic good, lawful good, chaotic evil, lawful evil, and it was neutral. neutral. Now remember we talked about this because I was very chagrined. I was writing this uh, uh art these articles, this column in flipping and turning about right. was it e neutral print evil. Right. Like what Paren- is that? Is it evil Paren- tendencies? Paren- Paren- evil. Well a lot of people think that was a holdover from O D and D that at the time the Mosper was written, there yeah. wasn't. Neutral evil and neutral good. And that's mm-hmm. why it said it. It's actually meant to be neutral evil.
1: Yeah. Makes sense.
2: Um, I know this is fascinating. <laughs> oh, you probably want to get more to combat. So...
1: Combat, all right. So, no, I, I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm fine with it. Again, for me, you know, my, my things are much more brevity. But that's fine. Keep going. Well, sorry, I sat there and underlined all this stuff, right?
0: So the magic spells are basically the same. Saving throws, then you got all the spells. So then the other big differences come. But
1: I I do like the spells are brief, and they're not, you know, which is always good. Brief and to the point. There's not a whole lot to them, which is nice.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like that. Do you know that zombies can be poisoned by salt?
1: I put that in there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: In the adventure, there is salt outside. Very nice. I put that in the adventure. Well, of course, you didn't read the adventure. Right. I did. I was sitting on a, I was sitting on a bench. Was you, so, so you spent as much time on my adventure as I did on yours. Your bet, Yeah, but I'm not as good as you doing that. Here, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Because, of course, uh, where is it? Um, yes, of course. I did. That was interesting. So, I, of course, I had it in there. Um, ogres, parties, fallen library. Well, did
0: you mention that it would do that? Or did you just say it's all
1: down? In the southeast corner is a large pile of salt, and this pool is very salty.
0: Okay. Well, you need to. See there's me.
1: also a dwarf corpse sticking out of salt. Yeah, but you need to remind people that it'll kill zombies. And uh, and there's an arrow in the back that's covered in salt, so, and then it says zombies can be poisoned by salt.
0: But, oh, there it does say that.
1: You did write that. My apologies.
0: Withdrawn. Okay. So here's where the things that are a little unusual. So combat melee is different. We yes. know we know that the uh, it is one to six damage for everything. Right. And he says, if you want variable damage, well, you got to wait for AD&D.
1: Right. Now, I So, of had- course, there was a hack that everyone, the infamous hack that, because it's not just a standard, you know, consistent D6 damage, but the fact that certain weapons went once per round, certain weapons did twice per round, certain weapons did every other round. So the common lament was better to fight with the dagger than fight with a two handed sword. That's
0: exactly right. That's right, because daggers are two attacks per round. So, yeah, that, that was a problem. Now, I had, I found, I don't know where I got this chart from, but as a chart, I couldn't create it, but it has variable damage. I think it may have been in B- B1. Yes, exactly right. I was going to say B1, right? B1, I was going to say B2. But is it B1? B2 B- as well?
1: Well, B1 was the original one that was in Holmes, but I think yeah. later they put B2 in it.
0: And it was in B2, right?
1: I don't have I don't have B one. I do have B2. It's yeah,
0: let's take a look at B2. I know
1: I just saw a keep. The pink one. Oh. hot pink. Not the trapper keeper though. Oh you got a lot of. What's that hot pink one? That's the trapper keeper. I don't know. Some, it's, it's the eighties. Everything was hot pink.
0: So yeah, I thought B two had variable. So that would be the
1: probably what are your thoughts on variable? Well, I think it's it makes more sense. Well, of course. But it's simpler. If it's you don't have to deal with that because then it, and that's what we ran it. We ran it rules is written. Everyone D six.
0: I have no problem. It, it, it is faster. I don't see it in here. I thought it was. So I think, maybe it it, B1, I think it's B1. in
1: there. It's just somewhere I forgot. But if not, it's definitely in B one.
0: Yeah, I thought it was in B two. I really did. And then
1: my version's pretty chopped. That's the original. As yeah. You can tell right. it's seen better days. But okay, so B one had it. Okay, so yeah, so you can have variable damage, but that so that. You know, that's, that's a difference. But that would be confusing if you looked in the book, and then now you look in B1 and it had that other stuff in there.
0: Right, right. So those are the big differences. Let me see if I underlined anything. Well,
1: in combat, there's a lot of differences, from especially A to oh. D.
0: Oh, well, yes, you got the, the initiative system is used decks.
1: Well, he talks about... Um, well, first there's a few things. So if, when you're adventuring... Um, Traps: You roll a d6, and if you roll a one or two, the trap is sprung, and d6 or more damage. That's how you do it. It's not automatically. That's which I think is kind of cool. Listening for doors: It's one in six for humans, one and two for others. So and, and
0: elves are good there. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of five signs, secret doors.
1: Secret doors: Elf is one or two, just passing by. One to four of searching, and then DM is interesting. The DM can lower chances deeper in the dungeon. So. That's, again, a kind of cool idea that you could expand with that the secret doors as you go down in the dungeon should get harder for people. And I do like that. that's something
0: that I picked up in Holmes' basic, and maybe it's not surprising since it's called Dungeons & Dragons, is that it is all, again, not surprisingly, very dungeon-centric. Yeah. I mean, the only discussion about adventuring is in dungeons. Right. And about going down in dungeons. So, Correct. I mean, this really seemed to be the era. This idea was you're going to be going into a
1: dungeon and you'll be going down. That's That was the game. Right. And the lower the dungeon, the more challenging it should be, and the more treasure. Um, you have to rest every six turns, which is in other editions. Wandering monster, every three turns, You roll a d- if you roll a six, and then you determine distance, 2d6 times 10. Which, again, I, that's very straightforward. I like that. Now, um, encounters, based on what I understood as I read through it, is... Uh, you determine surprise one and two. Characters, supr- characters surprise can drop items on a six on a D6 and monsters can attack. Which That, I was, thought, that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. You determine distance, um, check reaction if they're, to see if they're not immediately hostile. Then party, the, the party can either parlay, flee, or attack. So um, again, really initiative is not called until you have the ability to strike at each other, is my reading of it. That you move, you cast spells, and then if you have the ability to attack, and it's only at that moment do you determine who strikes first with initiative.
0: Right, and if you're within, so the higher dexterity, unless you're within a certain amount. Two right? of each other. And then you roll a d6. And so, so it's not party initiative. Correct. It's individual. I, I think people probably like that. My guess is most people would like that initiative system better
1: than the AD&D. Yeah, only because you're not rolling it the whole time. Basically, everyone can do whatever they want in whatever order, sort of. And then once they get into combat, that's when initiative starts being rolled.
0: I actually, I have a soft spot for party initiative.
1: I like party initiative. Yeah, it's, it's so much easier.
0: Because someone's rolling it, and you're all watching, right. and you're excited if you the you side wins it. I, as yeah. opposed to, Ooh, all right. You know, because I've had people at conventions, they'll do even with AD and D, they'll do individual initiative, and you're like, everyone's got a system. Yeah, I'm rolling something and adding or whatever, and you're like, okay, who's got a this? And you're raising your hand, and I don't.
1: Know. It's a lot.
0: I'd rather just who won, go around the
1: room. Okay, right, exactly. Um, I'm a big fan of group initiative; it makes things easier. Okay. Except in AD and D, they do have individual initiative if it's individual combat. You can, you again, there's always a carryover. It's like the windows of uh, you know, gaming systems. There's always a holdover to some weird thing what? instead of just moving it. So, uh, yeah, when a, two opposing parties get within 10 feet of each other, the one with the higher dex goes first. If the decks within two of each other, initiative is rolled. So that's interesting.
0: Well, isn't it dexterity under AD&D? Because I think I always forget about this.
1: Dexterity. There's a modifier.
0: Reaction. But that's... Oh, and, oh it's for both surprise and missile combat attacks. But people forget to do that on surprise, right? That yeah. you could have, you may not be surprised. You, if you have a high dex.
1: You, yeah, your party may be surprised, but you would not be.
0: If I have plus three, I'm almost never being surprised. That's like much, a one in right. four kind of monster.
1: Correct. Yeah, so that's like really, so the thief. Should not be. Yeah. Or someone with high dex. High de- I mean, later editions, dex is the most important attribute. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty important. So we talked about parry. Um, that's a kind of important. Uh, Only if you don't want to kill the other guy. Right. Withdraw gets a free string at plus two, no shield. And it takes one round, because again, rounds are 10 seconds each in this. There's 10, 10 rounds per combat turn. Each round is 10 seconds. So that's a little different. Obviously, AD&D is one minute per. And it takes one round to draw a new weapon unless it's in other hand or out. Okay, so there you go. That's- can, I, can I mention, I went through the monsters. And I
0: just want to mention these I thought were interesting, different from AD&D that we're so used to. Dwarves, neutral 75% of the time. Nice. That's interesting, isn't it? So they're, they're not, not as good. Them.
1: They're not as good, right.
0: They're not as good as you would think. So these are just little
1: differences. Gnomes. Are monsters. Are well not they only be. are they monsters. That's, amen. That's why I love homes. I know you do. That's the one soft spot you have. Well, that and, and here, Well, what is this? what's the thing for gnomes in there?
0: What do you mean the thing?
1: The entry for gnomes. What does it say? It
0: says, Gnomes are similar to dwarves, whom they resemble. They're smaller, have longer noses and beards, and inhabit lowland and hill burrows rather than mountains. They favor
2: crossbows.
1: Okay. Gnomes are human language related to dwarves. They're smaller than dwarves. They have long noses and full beard. Oh, very sounds racial. They have developed infravision. They usually live in burrows. Gnomes are excellent metalsmiths and miners. They love Gems. They love machinery of all kinds and like to use crossbows and missile weapons. Like most dwarves, they but war with goblins. They are usually attacked on sight. What did I read somewhere? Oh, oh, it's the thrall in here. Was it the thrall? That's a half breed of a gnoll and a troll or something. What was the one that was I'm trying to remember? Thrall. Oh,
0: there was one because I know that was the rumor. Was that gnomes who are crossbreeds of gnolls and trolls? Uh,
1: well, yeah, Th- Thul is a gnoll, a ghoul, a hobgoblin, and a troll. Wait, no, I'm sorry, gnolls.
0: Or oh, half of gnolls right. and trolls.
1: Right, gnolls, that's right. Right. It's ridiculous. It's Everyone amazing. knows what a gnoll is. Come on. Come on. Gnoll. They have gnoll in here? They don't have gnoll. Okay. Did you see Okay, you see the entry? How, how nice and... Oh, yes, gnome is. That's right. Gnolls are rumored to be the result of a magical combination of gnome and a troll by an evil magic user. That's why Moldvay is the best.
0: Why would you come out looking like a hyena? I love it. Did you notice how uh, little, how short... And charmingness gnomes are similar to dwarves, and they resemble. They're smaller, have longer noses and beards, and inhabit lowland hillboroes or other mountains. They favor crossbows.
1: Right. And they're derivative and not necessary in any campaign.
0: Do you have the character sheets that I did for uh your on the biofty? Read read one of the entries for background. I tried to mimic that the charm, James, of that maybe a shorter one. Who's that? No, these James used
1: too long. So you you actually Oh here we go. Okay. So good. Mooney wood gather it, wool gathering seems to always have his head in the clouds. He is dreamy and inattentive. He rarely chooses to keep watch. That's, That's it. good. That's all you need. <laughs> See, I expected you to recognize that Holmes basic charm.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Not really. Uh, gnomes are chaotic goods 75% of the time. So they're not lawful in is basic. They're chaotic. Right. And that should be fascinating to you. It is. Um, werebores. Ready for this? Alignment in all is basic, neutral or chaotic good.
1: Hmm. Were-boars are horrible. They're chaotic evil, aren't they? No. Boars are chaotic neutral. Oh. They're not evil. Boars oh, are not? the, they're, they're not the evil. Oh, they're,
0: maybe I think. Uh, rats
1: and uh, rats and the Oh, they're just, iras-
2: they're just irascible?
1: Yeah, they're, they're just, Vic is a wereboar. They're neutral? Yeah, they're neutral. Oh,
2: so they're just really horrible.
1: Wereboars right. are of ugly temper and likely but they They're not evil, they're just yeah. neutral. But
0: so this is each interesting.
1: Chaotic hey, good. Yeah. Who? Right. Wereboars. Oh, wereboars are chaotic.
2: Were... Some of them. Huh. Okay.
1: Right. Thought, oh, okay. I thought only the werebear is.
0: Uh... Werebear is also chaotic good. Yeah. Those was a Okay. Orcs, alignment. It Holes Basic, what do you think?
1: Chaotic evil. That's
0: right, Cha- okay We're chaotic evil. So, so much for law and order and following what the boss tells you. And I think that may
1: be the only thing of any interest. Well, what's interesting about some of these items... Again, this is Holmes Basic. So in Mulvey Basic, someone pointed out in the comments, so I was going to mention this. You look at the monsters that are in here. There are some ridiculous monsters in here, but I think the most ridiculous is is the dragon, which, again, because it is Dungeons & Dragons, you have a dragon. But uh, they have a doppelganger. They have... um, gelatinous cube which is not bad but again dragon's probably the worst in there i think they have like purple worms and other crazy they do
0: why would you be this is level one to three right So right, why would you be fighting well at least maybe you run
1: well that's fine i you know they have a bunch of crazy um you know crazy type of things that you could be potentially fighting there which is more than you know you should have they have a vampire, I think, in there, which the worst yeah. is.
2: You fought a vampire in a, in a basic, a first edition basic
0: game.
1: Right. Or, you
0: or you, the, no, you, you ran.
1: I want to punch someone punch in the face. Punch me in the nose. So, yeah, all right. But I, so, so then, well, also, I, when I created this adventure, um, I used the random treasure tables on here, which I found fascinating, before you continue. Go look up the random treasure tables. Okay. You're like, why am I here? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, here in, in Moldvay, probably the most powerful item is the Ring of Invisibility in here. Then, um, next would be Wand of Paralyzation, maybe, you know, a couple of items plus one. In there, look under rings. What, kind, what is one of the rings that you see that kind of. Str-
0: I see invisibility, animal control, plant control, weakness, protection, plus well, three wishes. Wing, a ring of three wishes you nice. could find in Holmes Basic. Which, which tell me what it does? So let's yeah. see. Let's see what it says. Okay. The wishes of the ring must be lit. Oh, so the Holmes Basic game I ran, Chapel of Silence, mm-hmm. that had the vampire. One of the guys had a ring of three wishes. Right. And I thought that was crazy, but now it kind of makes sense. Well, and,
1: I, that's, and in the adventure I put, I put a ring of, I made it two wishes because I thought three was ridiculous, but yes, first level, first or third, you can get a ring of three wishes.
0: Okay. Wishes were powerful items. A great treasure should have possibly granted in such a way that they are of no benefit to the wish. So you're supposed to mess with the guy. Right. Which is that unfortunately adventures had not happened should be granted. Often, absolutely, literally, fulfillment of the wish wording is sufficient to limit its beneficial effect. Okay, so it's meant to be a fun item, in a sense that it's like, okay, how can I screw you now?
1: Yeah, but still, this is a beginning game. You're right. a beginning dungeon master, and now you're dealing with potentially a ring of three wishes.
0: So is that you know I don't hadn't played ODD? This, yeah, that. sure. So I mean, is that an ODD holdover that I mean, you got a kind of like be. big stuff happening at low levels? It's super gonzo. I mean, you know, you had a Balrog. Which well, there is no stats. Or th-
1: reference there is no stats. I, 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 the only reason we put a Balrog in there is because, A, so the premise of our adventure was what would happen in The Hobbit if The Hobbit didn't go to the Lonely Mountain. Right. It we, didn't go well. It didn't go well. Not for the dwarves. Not well. Yeah, it went well for the dragon. <laughs> uh, half of them, you know, more than one dwarf survived. Right. Jinxie's the new king. Right. Some didn't make it. The king. The king came did not the make mountain. It. He did not return. But they defeated the Balrog. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. So, but, all right. so they have things like plus three versus dragons. That's pretty good. That's a good, uh, you know, so they have very powerful magic items in here. Um, they have cursed scrolls, any wand spell. So I thought that was very interesting, kind of the items you can get. Well, this, it probably did a great job. A crystal ball you can get. I like, yeah.
0: I think that my guess is Holmes Basic in the late 70s did a wonderful job of doing what it was intended to do. It it simplified it. My guess is tons and tons of people had a lot of fun with this. It it, it was their introduction to D&D. Their first adventure. I mean, how many people out there, can you imagine how many people their first adventure was going through the sample dungeon?
1: Right. And that's pretty cool. You know well, I, mean, I hadn't been through Xenopus, but after going through it, I could see how why it was wonderful
2: yeah
1: i mean it's wacky. it's it's wacky, but it it sort of makes sense and it's very easy to run and it gives you the flavor of it uh it was great i mean from a you know dare I say it, I'd rather have that than the the keep of the Borderlands is almost a campaign. Oh. It's so long. Xenopus
0: way better, in my opinion. Right, right. far superior. I
1: mean, the, the benefit of Borderlands is you have—it's not just one session. You've got a whole—you, you, you know—you've got four or five sessions before you have to write your own it, it,
0: Well, in my opinion, it lacks the charm of
2: right. that Tower Xenopus has. Yes. You know? right.
1: Right. But it's and and so um, so we uh, so what other things that were interesting so. When you design a dungeon, and what I do like, there's also good feedback on how to create a dungeon, which I thought was pretty cool. You, you lay out your map, and then you roll, each roll one or two, there's a monster in there. So pretty much most of the rooms should be empty, which, of course, a lot of players hate when you just show up and there's nothing in there. Ochre, jelly, slimes, and putties should be distributed randomly without treasure. Nice. That's what he said. That's, how funny is that? <laughs> you get a slime. I've been slimed. Ten to 20% of adventures will likely prove relatively profitless for one reason or another. Yeah. Probably, you know, that would be a great game. Instead of doing instead of me creating the thing, I'm just gonna roll first to see if it's profitable.
0: Oh yeah, and then you know design it when it's not.
1: Right. That'd, just, be, great
0: for, that'd be great for a great for a convention. Right.
1: Just start a tournament adventure. Just start with the fact that you know, this is completely. Yeah, profitable. you find a wand without a command worth. <laughs> that's right. Find a wand. And uh, there's zombies and you can't turn them and there's no salt.
0: Wow.
1: So yeah, I mean, um, it was a lot of fun. We, so we, I did s- steal some things from, uh, from Home's Basic. Uh, not from Home's Basic, from OD&D, because like the Balrog, there was no stats for the Balrog in here. But I tried, like we put Nixies, because Nixies are in here. Um, so it was overall pretty good. Again, compared to Moldvay, compared to... Other things, I wouldn't go to it as my default, but for next year, I'll probably use MoldVay. I mean, it's just—it took that, and and it's again, it's a great version. It's very clear. Um, it works wonderful.
0: Is and, there a MoldVay adventure that's a favorite of yours? So you know, a
1: module that was well, B two is for me is the that was the start.
0: Oh, that's thing. true. That's right. It was both. It's right because at a certain point in time, it was in that one. They put it in this one, right,
1: and they put it in that one.
0: That's cause, right. Because
1: there was overlap. I believe these were both out at the same time. I'm sure they point, were. For a little bit.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, but yeah, B2, only because of the nostalgia. Uh, some of the other, the Lost City, I think is B4? B4. Lost City is amazing.
0: And I believe my car is slated to run B1 at Davecon.
1: Oh, the In Search of the Unknown, or whatever yes. it's called? Right. Yeah. That That one I never played. I've known about it. I probably should run that at some point, just because... It's, uh, yeah, we finished, we finished B2 in five sessions. I've, I don't know if they survived. How many sessions did it take you to go through B2?
0: Well, when I ran it for you guys? Yeah. Well, I just, I, just em- I couldn't take it anymore. I emptied <laughs> the caves and they assaulted the key. I'm right. like, I can't know. I'm not going to literally have an entire summer. Because, you know, I keep rereading it. I had reread B2. Like, every time, you guys, like, I didn't know what cave you are going to go to. So I'm rereading B2 all the time. I was, like, so over B2. I'm like, that's it. They're <laughs> they're attacking the cave. You, you guys showed up, and there, the caves were empty, and there's a bunch of footprints. Right,
1: exactly. Because we would, we would go into the cave, we'd get our heads handed to us, we'd kill a few of them, and we'd go back to town and heal and rinse and repeat. We kept doing it. Yeah,
0: that. and I didn't, and so I had to reread everything because I didn't know which cave you were going to, and that's just my style. I'm going to reread the whole thing. It, oh, now he goes
1: horrible. It was a. It was. A, I love that part where all of a sudden we're like, "Hey, there's scores of humanoids attacking the keep." That was great. Well, yeah, because that was a cruel, cruel summer for me. That was a cruel summer. Well, that was your first. Isn't that really your first D and D DMing experience? Long. Yes, yeah, so I'd
0: never DM before until I started playing again. And I'd remembered Keep on the Borderlands, but I didn't remember going through it. And I knew how famous it was. So I'm like, all right, let me run this Keep on the Borderlands, see what it's all about. I'll do it with first edition. I mean, I knew it was basic. That's what I did. In retrospect, yeah, no. I would have picked something out. I would have pitched a Dragon magazine
1: adventure, a shorter Dragon Magazine. Well, now I'd, it's the, the Medusa uh, beholder contracts.
0: Yeah, or I would have picked Yeah, I would I would have picked Citadel by the Sea, which I know is not great for first level. It really should be more like
1: Third level. It's pretty good, but yeah, you, you're going to die horribly. Um, but yeah, so I think Dwarven Forge. We will continue the Dwarven Forge thing now with the new dwarves. Where, what did we say the next version of that's going to be? Because they did the Hobbit. Are they going to do Fellowship now, or they're going to see? Well, you know,
0: there's a new king, Jinxie, King of the uh, Mountain. So uh, maybe yeah.
1: they'll go try to reclaim uh, another mine that's been that they dig deep that someone digged too deep for.
0: Yeah, or I say maybe they would like. To steal like something out of uh, the Norse gods, you know, that Norse god, he uh, forges stuff or something. Maybe, oh, okay. oh, maybe it's the Greek god, he forges, has an alliance with the wars, maybe they'll
1: sneak in there. Okay, I don't know. Well, that sounds good. Ah, that's and Dan and Minion said the same thing. He was doing Temple oh, Tempo of Elemental Evil, makes B2 look like a, a single adventure. I mean, oh. that thing is so massive.
0: Oh, yeah, Village. I actually, I ran Village of Homeland too. I, well, I think I read that just for ran for ad. Village of ha- I think Village is better than B2 in terms of just a first edition. Because you got the little village. Well, I know you got to
1: keep it. My favorite first edition, first one, which has, is, is uh, Reptile God, N1. That's probably... Of the ones I played, I'm sure there's other ones. And because and, uh, uh, N1 has a little mystery, but it's hard. I mean, well,
0: I'll tell you what, what I think the best one is. If I go back to it, the best one, in my opinion, is U1.
1: Oh yeah, you one's amazing. The first one, yeah,
0: that's that's a great one. That's more of my vibe. I like, I
1: like. Yeah, well, N one, did you play N one? No, I did not. You should I read think, them.
0: well, I think I did. Did I? Uh, no, that was uh, we went through one, but it yeah. wasn't N one. It was the uh,
1: maybe it's the hidden uh, shrine. No, that, that was with John. Yeah, I played... Good. You played a little bit of N one when you came one time to play with my. Family. Oh, I remember that. But yeah. it was like a quick. You didn't play the whole thing. Yeah. It's you should try that one. But Tower of Zemesis still is. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, yeah Hamlet's good, but it, 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 all i all it take. Anyway, I think that's a good wrap-up. So our experience, we had a great time running it. We had 10 dwarves. There were no other player characters. There were no other races or classes. And we, we started were with
0: 12, we were but supposed two, have people 12, people two, two people left within two minutes.
1: As, as soon as seeing what there was about, they were like, peace out, we're out of here. Right.
0: Like, wow, these right. guys are
1: terrible. And uh, we, we, uh, we, I think five survived. Right. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And there are pictures on the Discord. So with that, I think we're time to wrap it up. Roll a D10 there.
0: This is where we figure out how good of an episode it was on a rating of 1 to 10. It was
1: a 2. 2. Yeah, that's about right. That's well, early. Our first show. first show. 20, the 2022-23 Grog Talk season. <laughs> the 22 23 season. And it's starting. You know, Usually you start the season open. It's usually supposed to be great. But take a 2. Or 0 and 1. All right, well, folks, it was it's great to be back in the studio. It looks like we didn't have any tech issues, so... Oh, there's Adrian. Oh, it's good to see you. Yes, I'm wearing his original 21 shirt, and you're wearing the 22 shirt. Yeah, you're going is, old school. I'm going old school. Yeah. Which, uh, if you go to... Um, I'll probably bring some of the old shirts uh, to uh, Tampa NerdCon. So, with that, uh, it's so great to see everyone out there. I'm glad... Uh, we're, we're back in the normal schedule. We'll see two weeks from now, we'll be doing our Halloween uh, especial. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is been a Bushy Mother production. All rights reserved.